7.35, you're with SFM 104 to 107. We thought that was kind of appropriate giving uh, our journey back in time. Brenda Fussy and higher and higher. Ma brrr, as we know her, still making her mark. I can see that Indosh, our producer, is just getting the groove on in a way that you simply couldn't imagine otherwise. So... We're going into our sporting feature, which we always do here in the morning, half past seven. And we're going to something called the World Pole and Aerial Championships. What is it? And what is an elastic athlete? I mean, you know, it's amazing. The moment you talk about pole championships and the moment you talk about elastic athletes, your imagination runs riot. So let's try and get a bit of understanding. Caitlin Rawson is an elastic athlete. She'll be competing again today, uh, which uh, at, at, and I'm assuming that she's competing in Switzerland as we speak. Caitlin, thanks so much for joining us. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Caitlin, first of all, pole and aerial championships, what are they? So it's the annual competition that we have for as like pole athletes that we are able to compete in. It's hosted by our international federation, the IPSF, every year. And it's like the basically like the pinnacle of our year and the biggest competition that we can attend as pole sports athletes. So, um, yeah, it's like the highlight of our okay, whole year. Okay, you, but you still haven't explained actually what pole and aerial uh, sports is. I mean, I, I, I'm absolutely clueless. So pole sports is we use vertical poles and it's basically like gymnastics on the pole. We have um, strength and flexibility um, movements and elements that we have to do as well as spins around the pole. We have two different poles that we use, one static pole and one spinning. And we have to use a balance of both, do spins around the static pole and on the spinning pole. And then there's all sorts of um, extra like bonuses that we can get for doing like dynamic movements and combining things together. So it gets really technical. Um, but yeah, that's so, pretty much so what pole sports is. Pole sports is essentially uh, uh, pole dancing. Yes. Fantastic. And I mean, I didn't know that you could do it and the pole itself would be spinning as well. That can't be easy. Uh, no, it gets really tricky, especially if you like have too much momentum when the pole's spinning really fast. The G-force kind of gets you and it makes it difficult to hang on and do what you need to do. But um, you learn to control it and make sure that you can still do all the moves that you need to do. Jeez, you talk about G-force. I mean, I've been up in a, in a jet fighter and the G-force knocked me for a sixer. <laughs> I virtually blacked out. How do you manage to sort that one out? Um, it just comes with practice. Like at first when you start training with the spinning pole, you'll get like really dizzy, like you'll come off and you'll be so disorientated, you won't know where you are. But the more you do it, the easier it gets um, and the more you get used to it. And yeah. Caitlin, you are described as an elastic athlete. I I mean, what does that mean? (laughs) Um, I think that just means that I'm pretty flexible. Um, You have to be pretty flexible to do a lot of the uh, moves that we do on the pole. We get... um, points for our like split flexibility and our back flexibility so you need to be able to do splits and back bends and all of those sorts of things okay you you have to do all of those things uh, back bends etc etc but you in fact um have had 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 an accident in the past and yet you are still doing this and still able to do this tell us a little bit about that 
Yeah, so in 2016, I was actually training um, in a pole class and I fell and I landed in a way that um, I landed on my neck and it caused the vertebra in my spine to completely burst and shatter. So I was instantly paralyzed and I had to go to hospital. I spent a week in the ICU. They had to operate on my spine Um, and it took a really long time, but I was eventually able to learn like how to move and walk and do all the things that I needed to do again. It was a three month period that I was in a rehabilitation hospital in Auckland Park, um, just learning how to do all the basic things like being able to like brush my hair by myself again and walk. And eventually I got to the point where I was able to then able to return to pole. And that was the one thing that motivated me throughout my time in hospital was I really just wanted to be able to get back on the pole and get back to dancing and doing what I love. So yeah. that was like my primary like motivation and the thing that kept me going every day in the physio sessions, making sure I was doing all the exercises that I needed to do. So you've in fact worked your way straight back into the World Pole and Aerial Championships. Yes. Wow, that's unbelievable. Caitlin, I do Thank have to you. ask you, um, when you do this, uh, the is world pole and, I mean, not just world, but pole and aerial uh, dancing, pole and aerial work, is this part of, um, is it an Olympic sport now? Um, they're trying very hard to get it to be part of an Olympic sport. We're part yeah. of... Um, we're an observer. We have observer status as a sport, um, yeah. which means that the Olympics kind of knows we exist and they're, um, we're waiting to get enough um, national federations around the world in yeah. order for us to be considered. So that's a huge um, push for the International Federation, the IPSF, that they're trying to get more countries involved in getting more countries having national federations and national competitions so that we can get um, Olympic status. Caitlin, I suppose in closing, um, I mean, the, the sort of elephant in the room when one has this conversation is when one mm-hmm. thinks of pole dancing, it comes from a very specific um, environment and space. How have have you uh, worked beyond those kind of perceptions? And I suppose one could even say the branding of it as well. I think it's just about like more awareness and like education. Yep, I don't necessarily exactly. take it negatively when people do have those like perceptions and assumptions because not many people know about what the huge like world of pole dancing is and there's so many different styles and types of pole dancing and they we do still have the more like sensual and um like sexy side of pole dancing and there's many classes that you can do where you're in the heels and you're having fun and doing that sort of dancing but then we also have the very rigid like sports side which is what i'm doing now very much more like gymnastics and just educating people that it's more than just what they think it is and there's this whole different world that they have no idea about is really what i try to do if you were to rate it up against um being a gymnast how hard would you rate this comparatively um well i've never done gymnastics so it would be difficult for me to compare but i think the pole there's so many like unique challenges that you're not going to get in gymnastics um so i think like the way that we work is just completely unique to anything else that you would ever experience. Well, I've certainly seen some images of you and uh, I have to say, you'd have to be extremely elastic to do (laughs) what you are doing. Caitlin, we wish you all the best. Uh, We know that you are competing this afternoon and uh, we hope that it goes extremely well. Thank you so much.
Absolute pleasure. That is Caitlin Rawson. She is an elastic athlete competing in the World Pole and Aerial Championships. In fact, we tweeted an image of her as well. It looks like it is super tough work, and uh, I would be too terrified to do it for sure.